Hi, and welcome to the Online Unification Pod, a podcast produced by Suma. I'm Alex, your host. And in today's episode, for the first time, our producer of this podcast, Doug Bolton, steps in as a co-host. Together, we have a conversation with Carl Volander, who works as an art director here at Suma. We're going to talk about design. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. And Doug, it's time to roll the jingle. In today's episode, we have Carl Volander, also known as Mr. Volander, or, or, or yeah. what, what are you called, Carl? Yeah, I, 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 I suppose uh, some people call me that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm 30 now, so it makes sense to have the Mr. Uh, <laughs> yeah. part before my last name, maybe. Do, do you have any other nicknames yeah. you want to reveal here in the pod? or? Well, I have two second names, uh, mm. Leif and Mons so but nobody ever uses those um but you know i've thought about maybe when i when i retire i'll switch to leif since it's (laughs) such an old man's name (laughs) that's good and uh so and doug is here as well i am indeed hello how how are you doug i'm good i'm good it's uh unusual to be speaking this time i'm I feel I'm kind of like the fifth Beatle or something. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> present in all the podcasts, but I'm just kind of sat on mute watching the levels and making sure people's microphones don't uh, disappear and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. I mean, that, stepping into the limelight. That's the most important role, after all. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Carl, could you do a minor introduction of yourselves? What do you do at Suma? Yeah. Um, so, I'm an art director at Suma. I've been here for almost three years and I'd say like it's a, I have a very broad role at Suma. I've, I do everything from uh, photography to animation, even did some sound stuff. Um, that's the best part of the job, I think. Um, and what I enjoy the most is like the diversity of the role and also the fact that I get to sort of have that uh, responsibility to um, if i feel i can deliver something oh i i get to try it um since we don't really have any dedicated animators or sound design people and so on that's a good introduction and it's uh, we're gonna go more deeper into to what your day at suma look like but what did you do before you you joined suma well, I um, I've done some. Um, well, my 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 history as a designer sort of started um, on my own, where I I actually started using Photoshop and whatnot uh, when I I made like album covers for metal bands. Yeah. <laughs> Since I, I had my own metal band, and um, you know we needed a logo and uh, a cover art for our releases, so that's how I got started, actually. And so I did that for a few years. I even I even lived off of that one summer. Um, uh, of making album covers or making the music? No, mostly you don't make money making music, but, <laughs> but the album cover you do. Uh, I did like um, MySpace pages when that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so that that's sort of what got me into like HTML and uh, CSS as well, uh, or at least understanding it. It's uh, I'm not a I'm not doing any front-end coding as it is today but uh, it's a good experience because at least i can 
sort of understand the the, uh, the developers uh, when they build the stuff I design at Suma. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so uh, this episode uh, we we're gonna talk more about the art direction and and Doug, you can also just shoot questions to Carl here. Um, yeah, absolutely. But uh, first, first of all, like uh, when you do a um, a work for a client of ours, what what do you what information do you need to have? Uh, what's the basic like understanding of the the brand or so on? I think I think the main part for me uh, or my strategy as a designer is to try to ask the stupid questions. <laughs> And I think that's like key to uh, getting a proper understanding because since we have such a um, diverse amount of clients, um, you end up working with stuff like tires all the way up to 5G. So, you know, not being afraid of, you know, sounding stupid um, and just being like, okay, what is this? And uh, I think that's also the part that I, I enjoy most where, you know, the knowledge sort of clicks um, there's a lot of technologies that I simply don't understand at first glance, uh, but then you have to basically research it uh, as you design, and then you sort of learn uh, terminologies and technologies uh, so that in the uh, projects that come up later, you sort of have that knowledge already. Um, so that's what I try to do, uh, and you know I'm I'm very much a feedback-driven person, so. I try to be like transparent uh, in my knowledge with with clients. So yeah. And uh, how how does that research uh, process look like? Do you interview the clients or do you? Well, you know, I I, I try to read a lot. Uh, I mean, I've I've read like technical PDFs no. on stuff <laughs> that like normally doesn't actually. Um, I wouldn't say it's not relevant, but you know like working with something uh, like a, a company that, that does tires. I mean, I don't even have a driver's license, uh, but, but it's, it's still funny to, you know, get that, uh, get that knowledge. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm very much into history and uh, trivia stuff. So I think that uh, plays to my favor. So when you when you started designing albums, that's a very like uh, direct to consumer design now you work more with uh, business to business yeah what's is there any like difference there in in the mindset of as yeah when you design stuff or yeah i mean back then i i i, I guess i had like a lot of freedom to just do whatever i felt was good um and especially you know within the metal scene it was um a lot of burning cities and uh you know <laughs> corpses and whatnot um so it was kind of a niche um industry you could say yeah uh but now yeah as i said you know you have to understand what it is that um, the company wants in order to you know you need to work within the limitations of what you're provided with which is also like a really good part of uh, the challenge because I, I feel that sometimes like restrictions can be actually quite, um, you know, creative when you need to like, oh, okay, so I can't do this. So what can I do with the limits that I have? 
and so you know it's it's like almost like stepping out of your comfort zone but staying in the stretch zone to like try to stretch it as as long as possible or, or as big as possible um in order to find something unique that still fits with uh the company brand so uh how do you set up your like what's your personal goals when you design something for a client you mentioned that uh, of the project have goals and so on, but how do you uh, and do you uh, take out your, uh, set out your own goals and and uh, I think I think my objectives when yeah I think my goal is always to be satisfied myself and uh, as I said like with the limits you have to push them as far as you can to make sure it's good for the client but also that you yourself also finds you know some satisfaction in how how it ended up um you know it's 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 about challenging them uh, and you know giving giving a good reason to challenge them because uh, that's what we want to do you know uh, like make things better not just make them <laughs> satisfied and uh, you know in order to evolve their brand and um, whatever it is they are doing yeah. and is there like a set of principles that you work with uh, independent uh, un- of what customer it is like uh, regardless of of what company do you work according to a process uh, well you know <laughs> it's quite simple i think it's uh you know the more fun i have the better result i think um <laughs> at least i hope so um because you know like having made something that uh, you know it's it's wow that's cool usually means that the end result is better I know that you've written an uh, article about feedback loops. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Could you just explain a bit what what that is and well, if you use it? Yeah, I mean, um, I try to I try to push because uh, I think I think that everyone is basically a creative. Uh, I think that it's a sort of sad notion when people say that you know, uh, oh no, I can't give my opinion because I'm not a designer. But I think that, you know, if you ask a client or a coworker, I think that obviously they are the ones who will look at the um, design and, you know, use it the most, uh, probably. Um, Then it makes sense that, you know, they should have a strong opinion. And, you know, even though I might have some thoughts, like design-based thoughts, it's always good to hear, you know, someone who's not like blinded by <laughs> design thinking uh to give their opinion um and so i try to make it i i try to make it you know clear that you know uh, please tell me what you think and uh, i'm i try to um it, it goes back to you know wanting to ask the uh, the stupid questions which also um includes like being like oh so what do you think about this and even if they say well i'm not a designer uh it's like well um i think your your opinion is equally important in in that way we all grow from from the process like they might realize that they have an eye for design as well because uh, as i said i think everyone does to some extent um and i also you know I also grow from that. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's quite interesting that like, you know, I'm 
not a designer by any means, but you know, I, I think if you if you showed me or you know, kind of anyone else at Zuma for that matter, like a, a kind of like two websites, for example, with no mm. no product images or like company names or anything, but you know, just the kind of bare design, and you said, okay, one is you know produces industrial machinery and the and the other sells i don't know like makeup directly to consumers you know like you i mean i guess the designer did a good job you know you would quite easily be able to see which was which but it's just kind of as a non-designer you know being able to say what it is that gives you that feeling you know is it like this color or this font or something you know it's it's everything comes together to to like a whole and kind of gives a certain feeling i think it's very mm interesting really yeah i mean in the end it's 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 a lot i mean there are of course there are like design principles you shouldn't you shouldn't put like white text on a light gray background right but in the end it's it's a lot about like the gut feeling and that's i think that's like something universal we all experience and i think like being a designer is it's a lot about trying to understand that feeling and and how you can like <laughs> to what extent you should trust it um because sometimes you need to do something daring um and like everything that's like if, if there's something that really sticks out um then it it might not actually be bad uh, it's just that you might not be used to seeing that um if, if you see what i mean yeah exactly yeah uh, I think it's kind of a, a similar challenge to what you and me, Alex, have in our role, you know, when because we do a lot of writing and not so much, you know, like visual stuff. Um, and, you know, like if, if you're trying to write an article for a very particular target group about potentially a very technical topic that we don't really know about, you know, it's easy to get like stuck in the exact wording or structure or whatever, how you're trying to show this information and then you're happy with it and then you show it to someone else who's seeing it for the first time and then you know they usually have a bunch of comments about how you could change it and make it 10 times clearer and, and more effective and that kind of thing yeah yeah and i think that's uh super important to have those short uh, short like recurring uh, feedback and uh and iterate on on creating stuff it's so easy to get stuck yeah i mean you you, you uh, I think in in all professions you you are prone to get like tunnel vision, right? Yeah. So uh, any any feedback is is like I mean I I've 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 tried to explain what I do to my mom, <laughs> but she always says, "Oh, I I don't understand it." But um, even so, um, if she has an opinion, that could still open like an avenue of of new thought within me um and i think that goes for everyone um so yeah and carl so say for example you're about to design a new website yeah could you just briefly walk us through the process what what do you start how does the project start for you well you know um first off of course you'll need to uh, (laughs) look at what their website is like now uh, to understand what they're about. And then, of course, as I said, like ask the stupid questions. And then usually I I actually go and look at like competitors and, uh, you know, trends and whatnot, and then try to, you know, because usually we don't like do stuff 
from scratch or rather um, it's usually the case of like a, a, a redesign rather than a whole new uh, design from scratch. And I think that's the challenge as well, like trying to find like, okay, so they still have this logotype and they still have these colors. Uh, and so then you try to, you know, how can I adapt this to like a new modern feel, um, which, uh, which uh, again, and and how do you how do you work when you adapt that? Do you look for inspiration on uh, any design inspiration or source of? Yeah, I mean, I usually spend like. Or do you do it? Uh... Yeah, I, I spend like an hour on like Behance usually before I even start working, because um, there's always like exciting new stuff there. Behance, what what's that? Uh, Behance is uh, like Adobe's. Um, like a sh a graphical or like product showcase web page where you'll find everything from UX to illustration, to animation, to uh, photography and whatnot. So you, you can basically find anything there. And, you know, it's, it's all about like piecing together the, the puzzle that is the design elements. Right. I, I, you know, I don't know if you've heard the term, uh, everything is a remix. Um, so it's all about like finding ways to piece together stuff that uh, normally wouldn't fit together in a nice way. And uh, so, so yeah, it's, it's like, uh, if you've heard the word serendipity where it's like an unplanned fortune, fortunate discovery, which is like the, <laughs> the terminology on, uh, Wikipedia, uh, where, where you sort of take, take this thing and that thing and you mash them together and perhaps it ends up with something that you're like, oh, I never thought of, thought about that. Um, yeah, so I guess that's the feeling I tried to chase <laughs> when, uh, when yeah, I think stuff. it was uh, yeah. Picasso or Steve Jobs or whoever said like good artist copy, great artists steal <laughs> Picasso or Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's one of them. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, for you, like wh what? What is a good design? Um, <laughs> that's a tough question because in the end it's kind of subjective. And I, I suppose you could answer this question in a lot of different like angles. For one, it could be like it's accessible and easy to use. But then again, it could also be that a good design is it's memorable uh, or just plain good looking, right? So, you know, it's, it's almost like, it's almost like a 3d spectrum where you need to find the sweet spot between those, those parts, I'd say. Yeah. That's a very good answer. Fuck. Alex, I checked and it was Picasso. <laughs> not it was. Steve Jobs. Oh, really? Yeah. Or not <laughs> Jeff Bezos for that matter either. <laughs> He's usually the guy we, we name yeah. drop in these podcasts. <laughs> yeah. But we can take some, some, some last thoughts here with, with you Carl like where do you see do you see any trend recently in design and and online uh, design uh well uh it's kind of funny you know with like um I know I, I've I've <laughs> it's uh it's almost like a designer heresy this but you know I wasn't I wasn't an Apple user until I uh, <laughs> until I started at Suma uh, so I've always been like a fan of Android um, and they actually, they actually, uh, went back to like 
because uh, they had their material design which was like very like strong colors and whatnot but now they launched like the new android operation system mm -hmm. and it's actually pastel which is uh which i haven't seen in a couple of years i think uh on this i i think that will have like major um a major impact on design as a whole because you know everything's been like really black and white and strong colors and and now it's might go back to a, a bit more subtle so we'll see i'm excited about that yeah maybe they copied from zuma we should look into that really yeah yeah i mean we we did that we did launch that like a year before they went to pastel so well, there you go just makes sense right yeah it's all a big it's all a big conspiracy <laughs> <laughs> yeah Carl, thank you very much for um, participating today. Yeah, thank you, Carl. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. If you like this podcast, you can subscribe to it on Spotify, SoundCloud, or you can subscribe to it on Zuma.se. Thank you very much and bye-bye.